there, it's Andrea and Chelsea. We're so glad you're here. Join us as we talk about faith and life. We want to encourage you to know more about God and know Him better. Welcome to Renewed. Hi everyone, welcome back to Renewed. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Andrea. And today we're going to talk about something that Andrea and I have debated and we're not 100% sure about and I think we kind of like just debate each other for fun about this and we kind of avoided talking about it just on our podcast because we're not too sure. So that question is, are Catholics and Protestant Christians the same? Uh, So if you have no background in Christianity, you'll probably think, well, of course they're the same. It's all like the same religion. They both believe in Jesus. They both celebrate Christmas. And maybe for most people, you might not even think there was like a difference in the first place. So just to like um, give some definition, when we talk about Catholics, we're talking about, you know, um, people who believe in priests, there's the Pope and like that kind of church uh, background. And then Protestant Christians um, usually have more of a, a pastor as a leader and a little bit less like traditional things going on. Yes. So today we're going to be kind of comparing and contrasting them both a little bit and whether or not they both believe in the same God and if, you know, if they're both saved as well. So today we actually have a special guest who has experienced both. We know that this is a controversial topic for a lot of people, but we do want to just like ask you to have an open mind and just as we dive into the root of this issue. So we are welcoming Nick, who is Chelsea's boyfriend today. Hello, Nick. <laughs> Hi, everyone. And uh, thanks, Chelsea and Andrea, for having me on your podcast. I'm a lifelong listener myself <laughs> ever since <laughs> you guys started. I'm a big, <laughs> okay, I'm calm a big down. fan. <laughs> Devout fan. <laughs> yeah. So welcome again to the podcast. We finally have you on. And I thought that it would be appropriate to kind of have you for this conversation just because of your background. And yeah, so t- tell us a little bit about um, how you grew up in Catholicism. Sure. So yeah, um, I mean, I, I was born and raised uh, in a Catholic ca- in a Catholic household. So my parents are both devout Catholics themselves. And they really made it a point to kind of like instill me with these uh, values ever since I was born. And so I guess I had the the uh, honor, if you will, to be baptized as an infant. Then I went through First Communion and then my confirmation as well. Um, I spent all of my elementary and high school years in a uh, Roman Catholic uh, school. So I was really accustomed to this, I guess, um, routine of going to Mass every week and also praying to uh, like saints, uh, to the Virgin Mary, um, as well as to God. And to me, church was like, you know, always this really serious uh, place where we like sang hymns. Uh, we, we recited the same uh, prayers at every, at every Mass and we received uh, the Eucharist as well. So very, very routine for me. And I remember at the time that my, my thoughts on religion were that, you know, as long as you kind of uh, prayed and you, do, and you did these things on a regular basis, that God would kind of like honor you and would fulfill your prayer requests. Um, whether or not that was how Catholicism actually is, um, I don't know. But that's kind of how I was taught, either formally or, or informally through, through, through the church. So... 
um, this notion of, I guess, you know, developing a relationship with God and talking to him almost as a friend, like I, like I do now is kind of foreign. I kind of like used God, I guess, as a means to just get the things that I wanted. And when things were going well in life, like, I guess I just didn't really pay much attention to him. But despite it all, I would say that, you know, I still had God um, at the back of my mind and he still was present even though i saw him as a little bit more distant and you know needing to go through the saints and through mary in order to to communicate to him so that's kind of a little bit about um how how i grew up with the first 18 years of my life and uh that went on until first year of university basically hmm. how about you andrea yeah so i i grew up as a protestant christian so opposite of eunuch <laughs> But my dad, when he was younger, grew up as a Catholic and then became Protestant during university as well. So I, I do kind of know a little bit about Catholics through just association. And uh, before COVID, my family went to Hong Kong for my grandpa's funeral and there are Catholics there. And so we participated in a Catholic funeral mass. And I guess some things that I noticed that were very different from what I was used to was like sprinkling of water and um when they were praying, like everyone knew the exact same prayer. It was all written in a book as well, so we could kind of read it together. And I guess to me, because I grew up as a Protestant, which is like we 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 emphasize a lot about relationship with God. And so when I pray, I just talk to God. So reading prayers felt very um, different for me. And it felt like a little bit like not as genuine as I'm used to, but um yeah it was it was very it was very interesting to see things be done quite differently yeah similar to you i was born and raised in a, a protestant christian home so i didn't really have too much exposure to catholicism except through like friends and family um like weddings that we would go to and stuff like that um but i think more recently just having met nick and kind of learning about his his experiences and then getting to know his parents who are both devout uh, Catholics, I've definitely gotten to learn a lot more um, lately. Mm -hmm. So um, Nick, you're the expert here. So uh, what are, I guess, the main differences that you see between these two things? <laughs> I mean, far from an expert, but I think there's a lot of differences between uh, how we as Protestants practice our faith versus Catholics. I think some of the main ones are the fact that they will use uh, saints and the Virgin Mary as mediators to, to God, and they will ask them to intercede for them because they believe that people who have passed away um, are still able to kind of uh, pray for us um, and kind of like bolster our prayers uh, towards God. Um, another main one mm -hmm. is the fact that they have retained the deuterocanonical books um, as part of their overall Bible. So some of these books include like Tobit and I think Jude. Anyways, uh, there's several of them that we as Protestants consider as the Apocrypha. So not as part of the biblical canon. Um, they also consider the existence of this place called purgatory. So purgatory is neither heaven nor hell, but it's a place where after death, you kind of just linger in this, I guess, uh, place where you ask for forgiveness of your sins and ask for further purification um, in order to be uh, fit enough to go to heaven. Um, and another thing that they, that they see differently than us is how they interpret the Eucharist. So um, they consider the Eucharist as being the literal uh, body and blood of Christ. 
And that's because they have the belief that the priest has the authority uh, in the name of God to transform uh, both, you know, the, the bread as well as the, uh, the wine into Christ's uh, literal flesh and blood. So um, there's a lot of other differences, um, including the fact that, you know, uh, they consider Mary to be sinless in nature as well. Um, and a lot of these differences are not found in scripture, uh, but stem from oral tradition. So these are practices that have supposedly uh, begun around the time of the original uh, disciples and then have sort of been passed down from generation to generation that are not necessarily included in, in scripture. Um, and that's as far as I know. So if, if anyone, you know, knows any different, then feel free to correct me. Uh, but that's just from what I've read and understood mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, I think for those who have grown up in the Protestant church, like a lot of those things can seem like out of nowhere just because we know the Bible and like those things are not found in the Bible. So it's a little bit um, like, I guess, weird for us, right? Mm-hmm. To, to kind of like know that all of this stuff exists. And, and I know that, you know, we are listing out differences, but there are also many similarities between Protestants and Catholics. And a lot of the core things that we believe in, like the Trinity, like Jesus's crucifixion as a means of giving us eternal life, like a lot of the, the crux of it is is basically the same. So I know we're picking out differences, but yeah, just to kind of put that out there. Yeah, so... I guess for you, Nick, you grew up in Catholicism, and I know that you mentioned that you kind of questioned religion after going into university, but what made you pick Christianity over Catholicism? Like, why didn't you just go back to kind of what you were born and raised to to follow? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a really tough question, and there, there are a multitude of reasons, I think. Um, you know, both intellectual and emotional. Like I mentioned, I was a Catholic until about 18 years old, and then I became agnostic in university. And it wasn't until I graduated and had this like three-year gap period of when I started to just work that I began to reflect on life and the fact that I wanted to really have um, this idea of faith settled within my mind. So I got introduced to New Life, which is this um, Christian immersion group that both Chelsea and I are part of and part of how we met as well. And this person within New Life introduced me to uh, Ravi Zacharias online. Like I didn't actually meet Ravi Zacharias, but he... Uh, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> yeah, just to be clear. <laughs> he had this um, this phenomenal video on YouTube that I remember being so captivated by by because it was this Q&A on like why Christianity makes makes sense like intellectually and it was the first time to be honest that I was able to hear a person speak about Christianity uh with logic um for me like those things could not or did not coexist in the past so to be able to hear such strong arguments for uh Christianity made me for sure like you know hungry to learn more and you know Ravi Zacharias is a a Protestant and so I became mainly interested in knowing what his perspective was and so I just began reading reading um, about his stuff about uh, the stuff from uh, Dr. William Lane Craig which then turned into like listening to debates and stuff and you know all of these resources that I consumed were all from uh, Protestant Christians and so I think naturally I ended up gravitating towards 
the way that they saw things because they would also talk a bit about the differences between uh, Protestantism and Catholicism. And when I was reading about those differences, um, in my mind, I resonated a lot more with, with the Protestant view of Christianity rather than the Catholic view. Um, I thought that their arguments were stronger and that's just what I naturally uh, went towards. And I also saw within me that I felt a lot more invested in my faith when I took on the the practices of Protestant Christianity. Like I realized that I was able to have such a stronger relationship with God and I was way more interested in my faith when I took out, you know, these pre-made prayers from the equation when I stopped kind of like spreading myself thin and praying to like saints and to Mary and only focus on God, things began to make a lot more sense to me. Mm. How about you, Andrea? Yeah, so I guess I could speak a little bit about my dad's experience. He um, was Catholic for a long time as well. And then in university, from what I understand, what I know, biggest thing that um, kind of changed him from Catholicism to be Protestant is the fact that you don't have to work for salvation. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm I'm not like fully understanding of like the Catholic way as well. But just like Nick, when you mentioned purgatory, that sounds a lot like after death you kind of have to work to try to like um, get to heaven and be cleansed and things like that and. And um, he he just noticed that with with the Protestants they don't do that they recognize that it's Jesus' death did all of it and that took a lot of I guess like pressure and stress off of him and it was kind of like a like his like a light bulb kind of flicked on where he's like oh like it's nothing that I have to do and it's everything that Jesus did which related a lot to what the scripture said about it's. By grace through faith not works so i think for him he saw that scripture aligned a lot more and he really enjoyed that relational part as well like jesus or god wasn't just like a thing or a statue or like someone like great god is like um he actually loves him my dad like personally and i think that changed a lot of things mm-hmm. so having said all this though i guess um Nick, do you think that we can be sure that Protestant Christianity is the right type of like Christianity? You know, I think when it comes to uh, certainty, that definitely has a lot of weight to it, <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, as much as I want to say that I, I am very close to being sure, um, I think that I'd rather choose my words carefully and say that, you know, based on the available evidence that I've been shown, um, I think that protestant christianity is the the closest to the truth and i think that's because of the fact that we are the ones who are choosing to really put our faith in the bible as our authority you know when it comes to oral tradition i'm not trying to discount the fact that it has some value in uh in in its ability to teach how to practice the faith in the correct way But for me, as an individual in the 21st century, I feel like I just need to be able to have something that's like a primary source. And for me, the Bible is just that. It's the the living word of God. And we've been given the Bible as God's revelation of himself to us. And so anything that deviates from that, that has gone 
on ever since that point to me needs to be addressed with a lot of skepticism like sure maybe the disciples taught something differently to their um to their students who then taught the same thing to their students and then things have sort of like developed along the way i'm not saying that's not true however for me it's hard you know aside the fact that that i'm not a historian and i can't trace back you know the legit the legitimacy of all of these practices it's really hard to kind of put your faith in how these things have been transmitted and to really have security in the fact that things have not been distorted over the course of time and so for me i have consolation in the fact that at least the bible you know it's a closed book so whatever has been written in there i know was inspired and revealed to us from god and everything else is questionable at best for me mm-hmm. so that's kind of how i rationalize my um my view of protestantism it's the fact that we're able to always go back to a a a source and that's something that in my opinion catholics struggle with sometimes when it comes to justifying some of their practices um they will often quote that it was oral tradition or something that was taught along the years or they will take bible verses and kind of interpret it in a way to justify their practices and when i read those justifications to me it didn't seem like it was the best way to understand the text so that also played a big part in it is i i took you know catholics um uh, i gave them kind of the benefit of the doubt because they were kind of like the og christians in a way right so maybe there was some truth to what they were doing but when i saw the justification of a lot of the things that they were doing to me personally those did not match with the interpretation that i would have gathered from the bible so that's just kind of a, a a me thing as to why i think that protestants um have it have it right yeah and i think nick did ask me this before when we talked about it but uh he asked if the evidence led to catholicism would i convert to catholicism from from protestant christianity which i think was a very interesting question <laughs> because i don't think a lot of protestants would research this like I don't think we reach a point where we're like, oh, maybe we should research Catholicism to see if maybe they're more right than us, right? We all assume that, you know, as Protestants, we're right, and then I'm sure Catholics will assume that because they're Catholics, they're they're right. But the question is really like if the evidence led there, will we, you know, just have to submit to that and like accept it essentially, which is sort of what, you know, Nick kind of experienced in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now a big question is, are Catholics truly saved? So how can you tell if they're like true believers or nominal Catholics? What do you think, Nick? Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like I'm, you know, the spokesperson for, for Catholics on this podcast. <laughs> and, you know, I I don't think I have the credentials to be able to say, you know, who's saved and who isn't. whether or not that's a protestant and like for the whole denomination that's like more than 60% of all christians worldwide and it's obviously a very controversial question um and i've gone from you know thinking that they were not saved uh, in my in my uh, early born again years to now believing that they uh, that they probably are saved um you know throughout scripture i think that we're shown that 
uh, in order to be saved, we need to, you know, first and foremost, believe in Christ, um, that he's our God and he's our savior, and that the gift of salvation is something that he extends to us as a free gift. And, you know, this is something that Catholics also believe in, and it's found uh, not only in the Nicene Creed, uh, which is basically their foundational uh, statement of belief, but also in the Catechism, which outlines all of their beliefs and how they actually practice their faith. So we don't differ in, in, in that way. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of Protestants will take issue with the fact that Catholics will have a lot of extra stuff that they do. Uh, which forms part of their theology. And I've kind of alluded to that in uh, in the earlier part of the podcast. So stuff like asking for intercessory prayer, um, having a different view on the doctrine of justification. But, you know, whether or not these are salvation impacting practices is, to me, debatable. I think that the central belief of Christianity is that we place our trust in Christ and that if we're being sincere in this, I, I find it really hard to believe that God would close the door of salvation on anyone, if that is where their heart truly lies. Um, and I think that even as us Protestants, we're really doing our best to, to follow God's word. And I think it's kind of prideful um, in a way to say that the way in which we currently practice our faith is undoubtedly the only means to salvation. Um, because you and I both know that when we read text, um, there's multiple ways that things can be interpreted. And so whether or not we're the ones who have it right from the beginning is is a really tough thing to say. But yeah, to, I think to keep things short, uh, to me, I think that Catholics are saved. And the other part that I want to quickly address is, you know, differentiating between true believers from uh, nominal Catholics. And I that really goes the same for Protestants, right? You know, how do you even tell if you're a true believer or just a nominal? Uh, so you can ask them if they have a basic understanding of their uh, of their beliefs. Do they know uh, what the gospel is about? Uh, do they have a sincere belief in Christ? Uh, does their life reflect that of a follower of Christ? So I think these are more important questions when it comes to de- determining if somebody is saved or not. And that's kind of where you can get an idea of where they fall on the spectrum of, of salvation. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, uh, loaded, loaded question for sure. <laughs> this is like a topic that some backstory, like Chelsea and I talk about a lot, like not like all the time, but when we do talk about it, it can go on. <laughs> and I know that Chelsea and Nick talk about this a lot. And um, yeah, I totally agree. Like I don't, I only, I think only God can decide who is saved or not. So like we are not, able to kind of just say like yes this person isn't yes this person is definitely not right but I think for me like and like Nick said there's like a spectrum of I guess like different people have different experiences as well for me I would say that like the easiest thing to do is just to take those labels aside and just just look at what a person believes in and so I think that if you it doesn't matter like what you say you believe you can say you believe in something but but your actions could be different. So I think ultimately, if your heart is genuinely believing that Jesus Christ died for you and it is a gift and it wasn't anything that you did and you know that like nothing you do changes it and nothing you do actually earns you it, I think that's a big indicator of someone being saved. I think also um, a lot of these things that Nick talked about that 
are like extra stuff that Catholics do. Um, and I think Chelsea and I talked about this before as well. Like if you are doing that stuff like out of like um, that's what you were taught. But then I if you have a relationship with with Jesus, I think eventually you can learn and maybe like grow away from that as well. Like um, as you mature in your faith, I do believe that you will see more and more how in God's word, those things are not necessary for salvation and probably realize that like later on. But that could mean could like doesn't mean that like when you did think those things are necessary, you weren't saved as well. So yeah, like it's a it's definitely like a difficult question. I do see though that like um through my my family and even talking to my dad, like the different words, like even though Catholics and Protestants have the same word for things, I think we do interpret them differently. So I do think it's not about the words that we say we believe in, but just like the actions that come with it. So like I guess as an example for what I mean would be like 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 salvation being through jesus i guess for christians that means like only jesus you do nothing like nothing you do will earn you anything you're not you literally can't even like like you were chosen before mm-hmm. you're born kind of thing and and god saved you whereas my understanding is that um catholics will believe that you believe in jesus which is the same but then you also have to do other things like if you just believe in him and don't do those other things um like some some catholics might think that it's not enough to get you to heaven so yeah and then another thing that comes to mind would be like um protestants believe that like when when jesus died he is he like is our intercessor like he we can pray to god because jesus like um reconciled our relationship through his death which is why when we finish our prayer we say like in jesus name we pray because jesus like allowed us to talk to god like kind of like directly um and then i i think like some catholics um don't or maybe i don't know like nick if you could maybe um fix what i'm saying but a lot of them i hear like will talk to priests or like confess to priests and not feel like they can talk to god like directly and i think these are all just kind of like like theological understandings that are different and i think it's debatable like whether or not that affects your salvation per Mm -hmm. se but i think that if you are growing christian you will i want to say like you will realize that like as you read the bible it starts to not line up like nick what would you say to a devout catholic about why you believe the choice you made was the right one yeah um i mean well first to to kind of like kind of answer the the thought that you put out there i think um you know catholics will put a lot of weight on on the priest and just like the priesthood in general because um they believe that they Mm -hmm. are basically like representatives of christ on on earth there's a lot of reverence to to the priesthood because of that because of who they represent and like that it it makes sense in 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 those in that sense as to why they're also able to kind of transform the bread and blood I mean the the bread and wine into Christ's flesh and blood, but yeah, in terms of like why I think I made the right choice and what I would say to a devout Catholic, I think that you know in a nutshell I have never been more confident in my faith um, as a Protestant um, because I feel like I'm I'm at a position where I can I can for the most part I think defend my uh, my statements of belief as a, a Christian and I can you know, make reference to uh, scripture 
which I would not be able to do all the time as a Catholic. And so I have a lot of security knowing that the things that I do, the things that I think, um, all have a root within God's word. And that gives me uh, a lot of a lot of assurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like at the end of the day, this is going to be an ongoing discussion for us, especially because it's a reality of our lives, just in terms of like Nick's parents being Catholic, um, one of his you know closest cousins being Catholic as well. So I think our discussions like. Like I think listeners, you're you're hearing like a toned down, nice version of our discussions. But <laughs> we've like debated this a lot, um, and it's become quite heated at times as well. But I think um, our discussions have really comforted us with the fact that indeed, like we think that, for example, his parents are saved, but it doesn't mean that we don't still try to make sure that their faith is like, you know, in the true gospel, and continue to have like those faith conversations to kind of get to know more about about their thoughts on things and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so thank you so much nick for joining us for this uh very interesting episode and um yeah as a listener um we hope that this has been interesting and um kind of opened your minds a little bit and got you thinking a little bit and honestly if you still have questions so Mm -hmm. do we and um we encourage you to go online and do some research and then also it would be really cool if you could just pick up a bible um and just take a look at it and and see what you think for yourselves and pray to god and ask him to to show you what the truth is as well so yeah thank you for joining us on today's episode and we will see you next time Bye. bye We're so glad you joined us for this episode of Renewed. Stay tuned for more episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends.